It ain't over yet. Anybody know that it's not over yet? <laughs> amen. You know, God's still got some great plans for us. And Amen. Anybody got to know that God's got a great plan for your life this morning? He really does. I believe that with all, all of my heart. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. We're moving into a new series. We finished up the book of Galatians. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, you can go and hear some of, those, uh, some of those teachings, some of those messages online now. When you look at our new website, if you haven't been to the nccteller.org lately, be sure and go there. We're up. Uh, we've moved into a new website. And and that's kind of that's going to be our series. We're going to we're going to be moving into a new series and the series is called Move, all right? So, uh, move. Anybody ready to have a to just move, man, to take the next step forward to see God do some some new things, some fresh things in in your life? Anybody ready for that? Anybody sense that that's what God's up to, that there's something just stirring and uh, all around us. Of course, I know in the natural that we're moving back into a season where school's starting and summer's coming kind of to a conclusion and all those type of things. But, but beyond that, I believe, God, we're moving into a, a fresh, a new season in God. I, I believe there's some special things. And uh, even just, I won't go into all of it today. We're going to kind of just lay the foundation for this series today. But it, what we really are, even tracking th towards uh, September the 13th. Has anybody ever read the Shemitah? Has anybody read that book yet? The, man, it talks about here in the Jewish calendar and the culmination of some great things that are taking place. The fourth blood moon, all kinds of things. And, and I'm not saying that, the, you know, that Jesus is coming on that day, but he is coming. Anybody know that? Amen. So this morning, let's grab your Bibles. Let's look into the Word of God. You can go ahead and put your finger in Psalm 23, Psalm 23, and if you're using a, a Bible, thanks for bringing your Bibles, your iPads, your phones. I, I almost <laughs> lost the whole anointing to preach this morning just before I got up here. That said, I'm using, I'm using, my, I'm using the Bible on my phone today. I was like, the technological world will probably come to a standstill, I mean... Oh, she found out yesterday how to clear messages off of her phone. <coughs> what, had 3,000, 6,000 messages she's working on clearing off. So uh, and I love having her around. Then there's some way less technological than I am. But uh, you ready to move into the Word of God? Amen? You know, we started this year with a word from the Lord. We started this year and the word was climb. And I don't know about you, but throughout this year, I've sensed that the Lord has been, you know, some things it's been really difficult to move into, but other things, it's been a real battle to climb, to climb forward. It seems like, you know, you make a little bit of progress, and then you have to move over and find another place to get your foothold or a handhold. And I, I really do believe that God is saying, hey, keep in the process. Don't quit. Don't stop. Don't give up. Don't, don't relent. It's not over yet. So let's keep moving forward. And for us to move, as we started this, uh, this year talking about climb, we did some definitions. And I, I want to remind us of just a couple of the definitions of climb. All right, here's, here's a couple of definitions. And, and we say this talking about climbing today. We do this in honor of Brother RJ, because he likes to hike and climb, and sings how it's Brother RJ's birthday today. Come on, let's give honor to whom honors do. Happy birthday, brother. We love you, man. Amen. One of these days you'll catch up with Dow, but his birthday's tomorrow, so happy birthday to Brother Dow, too. <laughs> 
But to climb means to go up or to ascend, especially by using the hands and the feet. To rise slowly by continued effort. To ascend or to rise, to slope upward, to proceed or move. To proceed or to move, especially on an elevated place. To crawl, to ascend in prominence, to ascend in fortune, to ascend or to go up or to get to the top of. Anybody ready for some mountaintop stuff? Some get to the top of some things, get over some things there? To get to the top of, especially by continuous or strenuous effort. To go to the top of, and here's the part I like, to go over. I believe God's saying it's time to go over. To, to move into some new things. To step into some new things. When we started into climb, we also we read just some, some statements about climbing. And one said, this said, A well-ordered life is like climbing a tower. The view halfway up is better than the view from the base, and it steadily becomes finer as the horizon expands. How many people know that as you, as you go up, you get a new perspective on things, and you see things from a, from a different vantage point? Another person said, it's always further than it looks, it's always taller than it looks, and it's always harder than it looks. Anybody ever found out that sometimes, that, and especially I think in the world and in the the spirit, not just the culture, but the spiritual culture we're living in, that sometimes it's harder, that we're, we're, we're facing bigger battles and, and, and there's more challenges in front of us. But, but let me remind you, we've got to have God's perspective on this because God's perspective is that battles are not to defeat us. Amen? Battles are so that we can win the battles, win the bounty, and be blessed through the battles. Amen? That we can bring Him glory and bring Him honor. Goes on another person, Sir Martin Convey, said, Each fresh peak ascended teaches us something. And I hope that we don't lose that perspective. <clears throat> that during our moving time, during our climb, it's not about just all that's going on, but it is about what God's teaching us. And, and I don't know about you, but I think one of the things that God is teaching us is there's more in you than you realize. We, uh, we got to have a, a great time, a little getaway with the, uh, the, the staff and some of the leadership this uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And, and one of the things that kept stirring in our hearts and stirring in my heart was if we could really see what God had planned for us. If we could see, if you and I could understand how important your life is and how important your position is and how important your part in the kingdom of God and, and what you mean in the earth today and how amazing God's plan is for your life, man, the passion in us, the determination in us, it would be stirred up, it would rise up, it would go to a level like we've never known because God's plan and your part in it is absolutely essential. It's absolutely amazing. Amen? You believe that? Tell somebody, say, that he's talking about you right now. Just tell him. So that's, that's for you. That's for you. I like this. It said, um, and here's one of my favorite statements about climbing. Some of you may know this. It says, today is your day. Your mountain is waiting. So get on your way, says Dr. Seuss, right? <laughs> it's time to get on our way. It really is time to, uh, to move. One final uh, statement, and I think this is where we're at today, says if you've climbed the first 140 meters, it doesn't mean that you've succeeded. You are going to succeed by climbing the last 10 meters. One of the other things that God put in our hearts and that we, we found is, you know what? 
We want, we want to be people who finish strong, right? You know, you know they talk about that in, in sports and, of course, football season and soccer season. Other things are getting kicked off here. We want to finish strong, win the fourth quarter, be, be, be victorious, be at our best at the end. And, and, and folks, I believe that's true. If you're here this morning and, and, and there's breath in you today, then I want to tell you that's true for you. Your best days are not way, way back in the past. Your best days are not back at some other point. I'm telling you, I believe that the best days, the best time, the best experiences with God, the most effective we're going to be in all of our lives are the days that are yet to come. Amen? Amen. The greatest of the blessings, the greatest of the outpouring. So we want to continue to do what it says. We want to continue to rise slowly by continued effort and finish strong. Finish strong as men of God. Finish strong as women of God. Finish strong as young men and as young women. Finish strong as the church. Finish strong in what God has set before us. Do you sense that? Does anybody sense that today? Do you sense it's God saying, yes, it's time to rise. It's time to continue to let the Holy Spirit work in us. We, we're going to move as the Holy Spirit moves. We're going we're gonna to go as the Holy Spirit goes. We're going to move in His grace. We're going to move more and more and more in His love. And I don't know about you, but there's times more and more I feel challenged by that. I feel almost offended and assaulted by, by the beliefs and the conduct and the actions of, of so much of culture around us. And, and every now and then I need the Holy Spirit to remind me that we're not here to be changed by culture. We're not here to, to be a, just a part of go along and get along with culture. We're here to inform and transform culture by the love and by the power of Almighty God in us. Amen? Amen. I believe what Corey was saying just a minute ago, that, that this week, right now is a time when we can allow God to work in us and to bring heaven onto earth, to be a manifestation of the presence of God everywhere you go, everywhere you are, wherever your feet touch is where Jesus wants to be. And so I hope that we'll take that seriously. I really do believe, I really do believe in, in this word I really kind of struggled with, God, how do you want to, to say this? Um, um, you know, I keep thinking where there's so many things going on just in the natural situation with our, um, with our church in regards to where we're moving, when we're moving, how we're moving. And a couple of, um, a couple of well, just a few days ago in a, uh, um, our building team meeting, it was so great just to see the God moving us into agreement, moving into us into unity, moving us into direction. And and, and, and again, some of this, please don't um, quit praying. Don't stop praying for God's perfect direction. We're, we're, we feel like we're moving in the direction that God wants us. We'll be bringing a report about that here very shortly. But um, I'm excited. One is that as God closes doors, he refines things. As God gets, puts, goes, he just shows us enough to keep us moving in front of us. Has anybody ever dealt with this? I, I, I know I have in my life where the Lord says, we're like, God, just show me the whole journey. Show, show me what it's going to look like from the whole time we get in the car to the time we end, right? What, what are we going to do? And the Lord says, no, I'm going to show you one step in front of you. Because he says, because if I show you too much, you'll just try to do it on your own, right? Anybody else like that? Just, okay, just you and me. Just two of us, right? So, oh, a few of us, okay, right? No, man, we've got to be dependent upon the Lord, dependent upon the Holy Spirit. To, to move us. And, um, and one thing as we move, I want us to keep in mind, I am, 
Uh, I read a scripture in uh, Luke chapter 14, verse 10. It said this. It says, when you are invited to go and when you're invited, I'm talking about going to this celebration, this wedding feast, when you're invited, go and sit in the lowliest, the lowest place so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all those who sit at the table. Can, can I encourage you to write that verse down today? Uh, because I believe that that's more than just a scripture found in the book of Luke, but but it's something that God's saying to you. I believe that God's extending an invitation today to his friends, to his sons, to his daughters. And, and he's saying, you know what? You've come in in humility. You've worshipped me. You've labored in love. And, and can I tell you, it's time for promotion. And I'm inviting you. Come on up to a, a higher seat. Come on and, and sit a little closer to me. Come on up here we'll, where people will recognize in you my presence and, and my work and that you're going to then be honored in front of those that you had been sitting with. And so how many people say, God, if you're inviting me up today, if you're inviting me to move into a new place, if you're inviting me to move into a, to a fresh place, if you're, if you're inviting me closer to you, God, that's exactly what I want to do. Yes. I mean, that's where my heart's at today. I've sensed that pull. I've sensed that movement. I've sensed him just, just kind of encouraging and drawing us along. I know he's inviting us to move in his presence, to move into a fresh place of, of worship. I really believe this, to move into the presence of God, to move where, where worship is not just something that we do, where we just come and sing songs. And, and I think we've sensed it with, I don't know about you, but I've sensed it that, that God's kind of moved the worship team up a little higher. And, and so as he's moved them up, then God's drawing us up under and we're getting to not just do worship, but we get to experience the presence of God as we worship. And in the presence of God, what does it do? It, it fills us with life. It fills us with faith. It, it fills us with who He is. So He's inviting us to move on up. One of my favorite sections of Scripture is found in the Old Testament when the children of Israel have been, uh, they've come out of Egyptian bondage. They've, they're out in the wilderness and the desert and, um, and they get to this mountain, the base of the mountain, and all of a sudden, the Lord begins to call. He begins to, to draw Moses, and Moses moves up the mountain to meet with God. And as he meets with God, there's something that stirs in his heart, and he, he's up there, and he's got him forgetting about the people, and he's forgetting about all the stuff ahead, and he's, he's forgetting, not focusing on the bondage of the past. He's not for, focusing on the, on the promises of the future, but he's, he's saying, God, I just want to see you. I want to experience you. I want to know you more. And God says, okay, Moses, I'm going to do that. I'm going to hide you over here in this, in this little hole in the mountain, and I'm going to put my hand over you, and I'm going to I'm going to go by, and as God goes by, Moses gets a glimpse of God, and he gets to see his goodness and his loving kindness. He gets to see just manifestations of who God is. And can I tell you, I believe we're moving to a place in our world 
where the only way we'll be able to survive is by that continual glimpses, by the continual revelation of who God is for me today. Amen? And there's times when I need his loving kindness today. Anybody ever just say, oh God, I just need your kindness. I need your, your love in my life. I need you to support me. I need your strength today. I need your peace today. We've said it a couple times recently. I think it's a word for the season where we just need, God, we need to be able to find some rest today. And the only place we find that, the only place we find that, God, is in your presence. Amen? And so I believe God's moving us more into his presence. I believe that he's calling us to move more in the power of the Spirit. You know, if you've been around church, and, and let me just say this to you, no matter where you're at in your spiritual journey, maybe, you've, um, maybe you grew up going to church, you grew up on a, on a church pew somewhere, and you've been, you know, you've been in the church ever since, and, and, and you know everything there is to know about church, and maybe there's some of us that came into it a little later in life, and maybe there's people that are saying, hey, I'm just checking this stuff out. What's this Jesus thing all about? Can I tell you, there's room for everybody. And we really do. We welcome you to be here. We, we want you to know that, that, that God is good, and, and we want you to know that God's got a plan for your life. And, and we welcome you to come and to discover that plan at, at the pace that he has for you. But one of the things I'm experiencing, and maybe some of you, is that, that I can't rely on my old, um, the things I knew from the past anymore. I can't rely on, on just the experience or just the training or just the, the Bible college or the seminary or whatever it is. It's, it's not about that. We need the presence, the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in us moment by moment. One of my favorite parts of uh, the series we did in Galatians last week, or over the last few weeks was that if we are living in the Spirit, then let us walk in the Spirit. Amen? That's not a command. That's a, you get to do this. You don't have to walk in your own strength. You don't have to depend upon your own abilities. You don't have to lean to your own understanding. But you can let the Holy Spirit come and dwell in us as, as the temples of God and give us life and move us and carry us along in every season and situation. I don't know about you, that makes me feel pretty good. God, that we can trust you. We can trust you. So we move in the power of the Spirit. We move... I think more in the promise of the word. And, and this is a good time just to, to have a little commercial here and say, if you have missed the first two see sessions of Equip on Wednesday night, Pastor Corey's been teaching our, our Equip. Um, man, he's been doing an amazing job just talking about the importance of the word of God. Listen, it is the bread of life. It is our source. It is our strength. It is our authority. It stands over our lives and informs us and tells us how to live, not us taking the Bible and just trying to make it say what we want, right? That we're going to move more in the Word of God and, and more in the instruction of the Word of God, more in the power of the Word of God, and I believe more in the promises of the Word of God. The Word of God is filled with amazing promises for every man, every woman, every boy and girl that are here today. God's got, listen, look at, look at me here. Let me see your eyes, all right? God's got a promise for you. God's got a, an abundance of promises in his word for you. It's not just print on page. It's living word. It's alive, and it's alive for you and me to, to shape and mold and, and change our lives. So, so again, I would say that this, this scripture 
God's saying, come on up, come on up. And here's the purpose for it. Here's the purpose for it. In Ephesians chapter, four, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11 and 12, said this in the message. It says, it is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us. Anybody like that? <laughs> I like that idea. Long, while I was still a knucklehead, while I was still a... Anybody out here has ever been a knucklehead? Anybody? Right? Okay, right? We've all been there, right? Some of us say, yeah, but I'm not going to admit it, right? Okay? <laughs> and he said, long, long before we knew about him, he had his eye on us. He had designs on us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose he is working out in everything, in everyone. Listen, I want to say it again. God has a divine purpose and a divine plan and a divine part for each and every one of us to play in this thing called life. In this thing that's going on every moment of every day. You are not inconsequential. You are essential. You are important. God's got his eye on you. And he's got a great plan for you. Amen? So if God's got a great plan for us, I think we need to move into it. Amen? Are you there in Psalm 23 with me this morning? Let's look at Psalm 23, all right? And I'm going to have to find it here in my Bible. Psalm 23. That's in the Old Testament, right? There we go. Okay. Psalm 23. There. Let's, let's just read through here for a second. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. My, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. And here's the part I want to focus on again. Surely, goodness and mercy. Again, let me stop right there. That, that's part of the revelation of God that Moses saw on the mountain. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Do you know what God's saying there? He's saying that as we follow Him, then His presence will always be pursuing us. If we'll be moving towards Him, if we'll be pursuing Him, then He will be pursuing us. That word follow in the Hebrew means, uh, it's, it's the word radaf, R-A-D-A-F. And, and, and here's what it means. It says it's to, to be behind us, to pursue uh, the word actually means to persecute, but in this sense that, that it just won't leave us alone. Anybody here ever been persecuted by a three-year-old? Anybody? No, or a, okay, two-year-old or one-year-old, right? So, anybody, you know, or how about this word? Mommy, mommy, daddy, daddy, watch this. Da daddy, watch this. Daddy, daddy, hey, dad, watch this. Dad, look at this. Dad, right? That, that happens um, beyond the age of three years old, I assure you. And so... Um, um, but it means to pursue us, to run after us, to pursue, to put to flight, to chase. One, uh, one uh, variation of this word, it, it means it's, it's like a dog, a little dog nipping at your heels, okay? Um, we have some little dogs in our neighborhood that when you walk, that there's these three um, 
little Boston, black and white Boston Terriers, I think they are. And um, you would think they rule the universe. I mean, they run out in front of the middle of the road, in front of cars. They run if you're on a bicycle. Uh, I mean, you know, we, we were walking... Um, I was walking our dog one day, Gracie, and, and they, they come up to about her knee joint, you know, and they're just like barking and yapping and just going on. And she's like looking at them like, what are you doing? What is this, you know? And, and, and it's, but that's it. The blessings of God, the presence of God, the God's, he's saying, my, this goodness, it's following you. It's pursuing you. It's nipping at your heels. Because it says to, to follow after in such a way as to aim to secure, to run after, to pursue, to pursue ardently, to chase you. So, so we could read it like this. We could say that surely goodness and mercy shall chase me all the days of my life. Now, somebody should say amen about that, right? There's a lot of other things that I've been chased by, but I want mercy, goodness and mercy chasing me, amen? I mean, we want the goodness of God chasing our lives and filling our lives. And, and that's God's plan and that's God's intention for you and for me. I mean, it really is that, that his goodness would fill his life. And so what's our part in it? Then our part is to follow him. Our part is to be his sheep that we, we, when he leads, we follow. Amen. In the, in the New Testament, in John chapter 10, we read about that. We said that, that Jesus says, hey, look, I'm the gatekeeper, and the, only the sheep only obey the gatekeeper. The sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name, and when he calls them, he leads them. Can I tell you that God's calling you into a new relationship. He's calling you into a fresh place. He's calling you into a higher purpose. He's calling you, and he's not sending you Get this, get this. He's not sending you, he's leading you. He's saying, I'm going to go, why don't you come with me? If we will follow him. Listen, we want the blessings of God to chase us down. We want, but if we're not following, right, if we're not moving with God, there's nothing to follow us. If we're just standing still and he's moving on, I don't want that. I want God. I want to be right. I want to be on his heels so his blessing's on my heels. Amen? There's an old statement that says that uh, a blessing back in the old days, and it, it went something like this. It said, may the dust of your rabbi cover you. It was so like, as the person that you're following, the teacher that, you're, that you're, 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 you're being mentored by and taught by, may you be so close to them that when they take a step, that the dust of their feet just follows you. I want to be that close to the Lord. I want to be that close to His purposes in my life. I want to be that close. I want you to be that close because your purpose in the kingdom of God is essential. It's important. Nobody else, listen to this, nobody else, Nobody else can be you in the kingdom of God. Nobody else can fill your plan. Nobody else can take your place. Nobody else can do what God has appointed for you to do and for you to be. I'm telling you, that's our heart, is that we will be a people who hear from the Lord, that, that we can follow Him as He leads us. And listen, you know where He leads us? Do you know... You know, we, I know we read about the valley of the shadow of death and trouble. And yeah, they, like, if I go through the flood, I won't drown. If I go through the fire, I won't be burned. But do you know where God is ultimately leading us? I think he sums it up in 2 Corinthians chapter 14. In chapter 2, verse 14, he says this. But thanks be to God 
who in Christ always, listen to this, go ahead, everybody say, always. always. He always leads us in triumphant, triumphal procession. How many people say, well, if I have a choice, win, lose? How many people want to win? Yes. How many people want to win? All right, we all want to win, right? Look at this. He's leading us in triumphant procession. You know, what I, you know what I think about when I read this scripture? I think about how that Jesus made a triumphant journey through hell and took away the, de the keys of death, hell, and the grave. I, I think about how that he left heaven so that he could bring heaven on earth in our lives and through our lives. You know what Jesus literally did? He moved heaven and hell for us. He did that for us. So that you could be blessed, so that you could be saved, so that you could have life, so that you could fulfill your purpose. And so we want to keep this in mind. We're not people that just stop and, and just, we're not sightseers. We're pilgrims. Uh, now we won't go through this, but Hebrews eleven thirteen says that we're people who are passing through. We're people who are on a journey. And it's not just a wandering around. It's people with a purpose. People that started somewhere and people who are headed somewhere. People who are every step of the way. We're making an impact for the kingdom of God by the spirit of God because we're moving as God says for us to move. You know, one of the very first things that the Lord, um, when, we, when we started New Covenant Church, we've got a bunch of these little sayings that through the years we've, uh, we've talked about. And, and every now and then, for me, one of them, God, why isn't something going quicker? God, why is it taking so long? Lord, how, why, why is, you know, what's going, when, how, where? And, and the Lord brings me back and he reminds me, he says, listen, my plan has never changed. He said, I want you to be a people who walk at my pace and in my timing. Anybody ever struggle with that? I, I've offered to buy God a new watch. I can't tell you how many times. It's like, Lord, are you sure your watch? You know, God, it seems like, man, the time's already passed, you know. But no, Lord. We're going to walk at your pace and at your timing. And when God led the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage, when he was leading them into the promised land, it's an amazing how they lived. That when the, when the cloud would move, he, he, he loved them so much. Listen to this. He loved them so much, he covered them with a cloud. Anybody been outside on some of these hot days? I found myself standing behind a road sign post just to catch a little bit of shade. Anybody think, you know what I'm talking about? You know, it's like... Yeah, I want to find, <laughs> I was so disappointed, you know, our, part of our, our tree broke off in our front yard. Fortunately, it was in our front yard, not in the roof like Pastor Chris's house, but, uh, and we're praying for you guys, right? I think just put in a big sunlight there or something, you know, but, uh, but I'm telling you, man, we, we, we want shade. God was so loving that during the heat of the day, while his people were tr journeying through the desert, he covered them with a cloud, he let the blessing, not, not an old Charlie Brown cloud, you know, not, not a pig pen cloud, but not, you know what I'm talking about? A blessing, a cloud of blessing covered them, a cloud protected them, a cloud kept them cool, a cloud provided shade for them, and at night a pillar of fire so they could see and so they could be warm and so they wouldn't be, um, they wouldn't fall victim to the enemies. And, and I love that. 
When the cloud or the pillar moved, they move. And when it stood still, they stood still. And so, God, we, did, we say today, we make a declaration today that we are people that will walk in your spirit, we will move at your pace, and we will move in your timing to accomplish your purposes in and through our lives. Amen? And they're great purposes. They're meaningful purposes. They're purposes that are to impact the world in which we live and the people and the people around us. So I believe God's ready to move us to the next place. And let me just declare this over you today. I believe God has got some people who are ready to move in some places of promotion. You've been, it, you've been laboring in some places and you've been striving in some places and you've just, been, you've just been in those places where it feels like, has anybody know? Does God even care? And I'm telling you, God hasn't forgot about you. God hasn't blinked. He hasn't missed you. He's seen your faithfulness. And I'm telling you, as I'm saying this, there's, uh, there's faces that are flashing before my eyes that God's saying, this is for you. If you're doubting it's for you today, let me go ahead and say, just receive it. This is for me today. God's calling us up. He's moving us up. He's saying it's time to go to the next place of promotion. And listen, no matter what age you are, don't dismiss this word today. I'm telling you, God is saying he's calling you to a, the next place of promotion. I also believe he's moving us to a place where we can get some new perspectives. Uh, a new perspective. A new perspective of not only who he is. And, and man, I really do pray that God will continually refresh us with a new perspective of who he is. We, if you think, if you think for a moment that you know all there is to know about God, or that I know all there is to know about God, that is, that is so, that, that, that is so, our understanding of God is so infantile. It is so minute. It is so limited. I believe that one of the greatest things that's going to take place throughout eternity is there will be a continual revelation of who God is. And we'll be joining the angels going, Holy are you God? Are you kidding me? Why didn't I know that before? You really do that? You, that's who you are. You're that great. You're that awesome. You're that incredible. God wants us to get some new perspectives in our lives. Let me tell you, when we get God's perspective, that thing that's a mountain to us right now, we jump up to God's view it, it might just be a little teeny anthill. Amen? Anybody get a, right? God's ready to give us some new some perspectives. New perspectives of who he is and new perspectives of who we are. And can I tell you this? Here's another word that I wrote down. I believe God's ready to move us into some new provision. I really do believe that. Uh, and, and yes, yes, I'm talking about money. God wants to move in. God wants to in, in, infuse with some new resources in people's lives. But don't ever, live, don't ever limit the provision of God just to money. Amen? But some new provision of strength, new provision of direction, new provision of, of goodness, new provision, new provision of the very thing that's going to meet the need in your life today. Man, I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life when, when there has been such turmoil in my heart and my mind has just been grasping to try to get a hold of some, some peace and some understanding about things. And money wouldn't answer that. But the peace, the provision of the peace of God changed everything. I'm telling you, God's ready to unveil. God's ready to move us into a place where this provision is real. But can I tell you this? Real quickly, the preceding every move of God, preceding our movement, that there's always, there's always some things that are required. 
And I, I, I won't point to a whole bunch of scriptures on this, but, but you can go back and look before the children of Israel left, left Egyptian bondage, before they went in and took the promised land, and before, um, before Jesus went to the cross, he met with his disciples, and before the, the, the Holy Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost, there was people coming together, and, and there were some elements that were common in all these things. One of those elements was a, was a fresh time of consecration. A fresh time when they committed themselves to the Lord and said, God, I am, I'm fully yours, God. And, and in that consecration, you know what? There was some purifying that went on. And, and sometimes they had to get rid of some idols. They had to get rid of some things, uh, maybe some, some sin, things that they had fallen in bondage to and maybe some sins that were in their lives. And, and God said, that's not who you are. You're not people who live in that kind of adultery. I want to purge and purify your life. And so come on, let me bring you into a new place of purity. Let me bring you into a new place where we can commune together. And out of that purity, out of that purity in our lives, do you know what happens? There's a fresh flow of the power of God. I, I, I don't know about you, but one of the ways that I love to, to experience the, the, the power of God is, is just in, in when I pray. Has anybody ever prayed and it felt like that the words weren't even making it to the ceiling? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? It's like, it's like, why am I doing this? It's just words. It's just, I'm just, but then there's times when I pray and I can sense and I know <laughs> that all of a sudden things have changed in heaven and that I can almost see the ear of God turning. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And, and man, I'm telling you, I believe that as, as we allow everything else to be stripped away from our lives and all that we're caring about is being pleasing unto God and that we call out to Him and His ear turns to us and all of a sudden, all of a sudden coincidences start happening. <laughs> all of a sudden, the the people that I've prayed for, God's touching their life and miracles are being worked and healings are taking place and peace rules in my heart and in my mind and there's that, that, that flow of the presence of God. There was a people, they, all of a sudden other things, not only do they consecrate themselves, but they sanctify themselves, which means they separate themselves and say, God, you know what, it's not about my plans and purposes for my life, but it's your plans and purposes for my life. And so, God, I'm, I want to I move to the place where I, I give you me. I give you me. I think that's a movement that maybe some of us need to take, maybe for the very first time or maybe for the thousandth time.